You are listening to the sermon podcast of Nielsville Presbyterian Church, a Christ-centered church in Germantown, Maryland. To learn more about Nielsville, visit us online at nielsville.org. Our scripture reading tonight is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15. I'm going to read all the way through 24. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. During this Lenten season, as we pray for prepare for the celebration of the Christian Passover, our focus is on a very special part of Scripture. In John 14, 15, as we just read, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He goes on to say in verse 24, whoever does not love me does not keep my words. We find these verses nestled in chapters 13 to 17 of John's Gospel, which gives us the last teachings of Jesus to his disciples before he was crucified. These are the conversations Jesus had with his disciples in the upper room and on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he was arrested. Jesus knew it would be his last opportunity to teach his disciples before the crucifixion. Often, it is these last conversations that have the greatest impact and meaning for the hearer. This was the case with Jesus and his disciples. And if we look at what was going on among them, we may understand a little better and identify a little more with what was said. Some of the disciples had been fighting with pride. They'd been arguing about who would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Others were vying for the position at the right hand, the highest place of honor in his kingdom. One of them, the very moment, was plotting to betray him. And most of them were still very confused about his words about his upcoming death. 
One of them would even give in to fear and deny that he ever knew Jesus. To be honest, and from a human perspective, these guys were a mess, weren't they? They thought they loved Jesus, and they tried to obey him, but they struggled with transferring that love into action. In fact, at times they failed quite miserably. And if you look at the last few weeks of Jesus' life, you wonder how he could have ever entrusted his church to these guys. How do imperfect, sinful people even begin to be used to do the work of an almighty God? One might ask, how can I, someone who also struggles with temptation and sin, ever be worthy to call myself his disciple, let alone lead others to him? But you and I have some advantages that the disciples did not have at that time. One of them is hindsight. You know what they say, 2020, right? While they would come to an understanding of the magnitude of his love and watch the price he paid for their sins, we can look back now and see that the price has been paid. We already know how great and how wide his love is for us. They didn't know it at that time. They didn't get it. So our price has been paid in full. We have been bought with a life. Jesus died in our place. And tonight we will put on ashes as we prepare ourselves over the next several weeks to remember the cost of our salvation. And a salvation great it was and is. But it doesn't stop there. That love should lead to action. Do we keep Jesus' commands to love him above all and to love others as ourselves? The first, the greatest commandments, right? Does that compel us to put our sin and our guilt behind and walk forward in obedience? If we were to do so, what would that look like? Let's return to the disciples. When Jesus completed his work and his time on earth, he left them with the command, go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, you have the good news of life. Love me and love those who need me enough to share it with them. So this command is also passed to us as his disciples today. Think about the opportunities that we have to obey that command. God has done an amazing work in bringing so many people from so many nations right here in our own city. We have some of them in our congregation tonight. Praise God. Not only did he command us to go and make disciples, he brought them to us. It's like FedEx home delivery. 
delivered right to your door, the nations to your door. I'd be tempted to ask for those of us who were born here, how many of us have a nearby neighbor that was not? Almost everybody can probably raise their hand. His heart for these people to know his love, his heart, sorry, his heart is for these people to know his love, and he wants to use us to show them. There are other opportunities. I've been talking with some about the ESL program. Every Saturday morning, we have between 30 and 60 people who were not born in America. English is not their first language. I'm very thankful for Nielsville's ESL program. I'm one of the teachers. It's an opportunity that God has given us to reach out to the nations. Andy called me this week, said, Steve, a guy from Bangladesh came to the office. He wants to take classes. I said, we're full. You know, he's going to be in the beginner class, which already has close to 30 registered. He said, what do I do with this guy? I said, well, we'll think of something. You know what? Tell him to come. We'll register him and we'll stuff him in the classroom. It's an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus and love other people in his name. We have, we have needs in ESL. I hope you'll think about it. We need teachers. We need helpers. And um, I'm sure that almost every one of these students would love to have a native English speaker as a conversation partner, one-on-one. -on -one. And when you do that, that's an incredible opportunity to get to know people, which will lead to open doors for the gospel. So I'd encourage you guys, get involved. Many of you know that Kathy, my wife, here in the front, and I are ministering to the Iranian community here in Montgomery County. And over the next four weeks, we're going to be teaching a Lenten series on how to reach out with love, with the love of Christ, to the Muslims in our community. Now, many of the things, even though we'll, our emphasis is on Islam and Muslims, many of the things that we will present will be useful for anybody that's here, not only Muslims. I hope that you would be able to join us. We will talk a lot more about how we can reach our neighbors for Christ. There is something else that we have that the disciples an additional something else that we have that the disciples of Jesus didn't have at that time. You see, Jesus didn't ask us to do these things in our own strength. In fact, he knew that we couldn't. In fact, I know that I can't. I've tried many times and I always fail. Okay? I can't do whatever God asks in my own strength. We need help. We need his help. He loved us enough to send the Holy Spirit to help guide and comfort us as we follow him and his ways. In 1 Corinthians 12, 13 promises, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. 
So you see, every believer has the Holy Spirit and the helper that we need to fulfill what he's called us to do. So this really leaves us a bit without an excuse. If you love me, keep my commandments. Here are some questions that Jesus might be asking us tonight. Do you know me? That's the first important thing. Do you know how much I love you? Do you know I gave everything, even my life for you? Do you love me? Then there's some questions we might ask ourselves. Do I understand what it really means to love him? Do I read his word on a regular basis? Do I have his commandments in my heart? Reading his word is how I get them there. Do I listen to the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit when he speaks? Jesus said his last words before he left was, I'm with you always. That means when we go to work, he's with us. And although I've never heard an audible voice, I've heard an inaudible one many times. Sometimes I listen to it, sometimes I don't. But that's my choice. I should listen to it. Do I keep his commands? That little voice is helping us to do that. How do I obey Jesus? Listen to the voice. <laughs> I'm not talking about voices. That's a different thing. Don't listen to the voices. Just listen to the voice. Small little voice. Am I willing to put aside my own desires and comforts, my pride and my guilt, in order to follow him and obey him? Will I allow the Holy Spirit to use me in my life to lead others to him? Now, get ready what, for what will happen if you do that. Twelve men who finally understood the power of God's love and walked in the power of the Holy Spirit changed the world forever. Imagine what would happen if each one of us here tonight would walk in that same love and spirit, obeying him where he leads, unafraid because he walks with us. How would Germantown change? How would Maryland, in the Washington, D.C. metro area, how would our world change if it knew him? It could change too. So during this Lenten season, I want to challenge us all, myself included, to focus on Christ, to keep him in our thoughts, and to constantly include him in our daily lives, asking ourselves, what would Jesus want me to do in this situation? And then to let the Holy Spirit be our helper in every aspect of our lives. As we train ourselves to do that on a regular basis, we will begin to form habits 
that will cause us to be more obedient followers of Christ, not only during this Lenten season, but for the rest of our lives. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the work that you did on the cross. We thank you so much for the love that led you there. A love for each and every one of us and each and every one in this world. Lord, help us to seek to love you. We know that by loving you, we should obey your commandments. But we need you, Lord, to help us, your Holy Spirit. Help us as we walk through our lives daily. Help us to remember that you are with us and to listen to your small voice that teaches us and guides us. And that we would open our eyes to the world around us and see the nations that are here and see those people that you died for in the same light that you see them. Amen.